What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Music Business Dreams, uh, the podcast that helps teach you how to make your music business dreams come true. I'm your host, Brandon Jackson from KDMR Music, and this is episode 50. Um, so, episode 50, we are two weeks away from the first anniversary of this show um, and the third anniversary of KDMR Music as a company. And so, Today I wanted to talk about, um, you know, this episode is called When Life Gets in the Way. I think uh, because we are so close to this anniversary, I I wanted to uh, take some time. I think it's really important to just be transparent with you guys. Um, in the last six months, we've experienced like really crazy amounts of growth. Our YouTube channels kind of exploded. Um, we're just under 2,000 subscribers there. Um we're reaching over 5,000 people a month on YouTube alone. Um, and the podcast has been growing as well. On top of that, uh, we just released our first coaching program. And so we've got a lot of students enrolling there. It's just, there's a lot going on. And I don't want to lose this feeling. Um, right now, there are about 200 of you guys that tune in from week to week, even if I don't have a guest. When we do have guests, we see that number spike a lot higher. Um, but I like this feeling that I'm talking to just a few of you guys, a few of you who are just the most committed to your music careers, who listen to this podcast on a regular basis. And because of that, I feel like I have a responsibility to you to make sure I'm telling you the truth. And I don't mean the truth as if like I'd be lying to you any other time, but I just want to be really, really transparent with you guys to let you know how things go sometimes because it doesn't always go the way you think it'll go when you're starting to build a music career. So I hope that by sharing my story and the story of KDMR music, um, it'll inspire some of you guys to maybe pick up where you left off. If you, if you drop the ball a little bit, drop the baton, so to speak, uh, you can get back in the race. It's not too late. It's never too late, honestly. Um, so with all that said, um, by the way, this pro this um, podcast is brought to you by the Next Steps Group Coaching Program. That is our super in-depth program that's designed for you to take over eight weeks. Um, you get over 40 video trainings that go range from, you know, how to set up your music and get royalties all the way up to how to run Facebook ads to get more eyes on your music and everything in between that will help you. Uh, find more listeners, uh, turn them into fans, and ultimately turn them into customers and super fans as well, and help you make more money with your music career. So if you're interested in that, uh, the link is in the show notes below, and you can check that out at kdmr.us slash the next steps. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into the story. So some of you guys know, but most don't, that uh, KDMR Music was launched to the public in July of 2016, July 4th, 2016, Independence Day. And that was really important for me. Um, you know, Independence Day, I deal with independent artists. It just made sense. Um, and KDMR Music, the company, had actually existed for about five years prior to that. I started KDMR Music as KDMR Management back when I brought on my first client all the way back in October 2011. And 
at the time I was still a college student. I think I was a yeah, I was a junior senior in college in October 2011. And um it was just a really exciting time for me. I it was my plan was I was going to move to New York, continue making connections for my artists and my artists would make it big and so would my management company and we'd bring on more artists and you know the rest would have been history, right? Uh, but things don't necessarily go that way. Um, I managed this artist for about five years, and eventually we parted ways. And, you know, that was fine. The My artist lived in Canada, and it just didn't necessarily make sense, because in, <laughs> in between time, from back in 2013, I started going to grad school. I took a, I was uh, studying for a master's degree in music business. That started taking a lot of time away from the things I could do for my client. And then on top of that, in 2014, I got married. Um, and that took away even more. So it was just learning how to balance school with, you know, my full-time job with marriage was a lot and took me out of the game for a little bit. And because of that, it was just like, okay, maybe it makes sense for you to go with other management. And she did. So that was cool. Um, but that was kind of my first example of my personal life getting in the way of my um, music career goals. And the music industry can be unforgiving or can seem unforgiving in a lot of ways. It can make you feel like you're not allowed to take part in normal life activities. Like if you decide to have a kid and you're a female, or you're a woman, a lot of times that can be a career ending situation. <laughs> they look at it like a like Kevin Durant's Achilles injury. Like, oh no, she's gonna be gone. That she's gone. Can't do it anymore. As if having a child somehow takes away your talent, right? Um, but yeah, and so the thought process a lot of times is okay. Well, I just won't do anything but music. I won't pursue anything but music until music works out for me. And the unfortunate part about that is when you decide to take away from your personal life, you start to resent it a little bit. And you're not able to approach music with the sense of clarity that you'd need in order to do it full time and sustain it for months, years, decades at a time. Right. So, but yeah, that was my first example of my personal life kind of getting in the way of music. And I thought, man, maybe, maybe music and the music industry just isn't for me. I've got a family. I've got a wife. I've got a daughter. Um, you know, maybe I just can't do it. And so KDMR kind of went dormant until later that year in 2015. Uh, one of my best friends asked me to manage him again. And I was just like, uh, okay, okay, we can do that. Um, because I mean, I had quietly been studying a lot, um, to do, or, you know, just to continue music industry because that was my passion. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll help you with this project release and we'll see how it goes from there. We'll just kind of call it a, a trial. And, you know, if you like how the album release goes, we'll, we'll continue. And so we launched the album, The Foundation by Kane, and the response was really great. We got picked up by a few blogs, and it was like, okay, cool, let's, let's keep this going. But around that same time, I realized that I didn't want my career to be dependent on 
an artist. Um, as you guys know, I mean, we've been doing this for 50 straight weeks now. There are a lot of ups and downs when it comes to a music career. And it can weigh on you pretty heavily as an artist, um, especially mentally, because there's constant questioning. OK, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Um, do people care? Will they care next year? Will they care tomorrow? You know, and so because of that, it's just like uh, you're putting yourself through this scrutiny and sometimes you just want to drop out. Well, as an artist manager, I'm only making money if my client's making money. If my client decides not to make music or pursue music, then that's my livelihood there. Um, and so I decided, you know, after the first time I lost a management client, that I didn't want management to be my only revenue stream. And so I decided, OK, well, what else can I do? Well, I've got all this knowledge. I don't want to necessarily be an artist myself. But I can share this knowledge with other people. You know, I had seen it working in other industries where, you know, people may just have developed a wealth of knowledge in something like Facebook ads or social media or whatever it might be. And they've decided to use that knowledge and share it with others to kind of monetize it. Maybe they write books. Maybe they sell uh, courses and things like that. Um, and so I was like, all right, well. Maybe eventually I'll do something like that. But for now, I just want to share my knowledge with whoever I can. So in October of 2016, because when the pro when the company launched in July 2016, it was just a blog and the blog. We had articles every week and, you know, we would share them and they'd get pretty good traction on social media. Um, but in October of 2016, I decided, OK, well, let's make this a YouTube channel. And so my goal was, all right, we'll do one video every week until whenever. So the official uh, content was, okay, we'll do a video. That video will be turned into a blog post, and that's how it'll be posted. And I did that. And then I, what I didn't understand or realize was how difficult it can be to be consistent on YouTube and how important that would be. So I'd, I'd, I'd do two or three videos at a time. And then I drop out for a month or so. And then I do two more videos and I drop out for two months. Like it was just over and over again. I would do a video, drop off, and, you know, rinse and repeat. Up until, um, wow. Yeah, this gets really hard because in 2016, December, I actually lost a job. Um, not December. It was October when I lost my job and I didn't get a new job until like November. And so just that stress of not having a full time income was just like, you know, I've got a new family. It was, it was just terrible. Right. And so that pressure kind of got into my head and I was like, all right, I can't focus on making YouTube videos. Those don't pay me. Um, but I do have a camera. Let me just pick up this camera and see what I can do. And so I started doing photography and taking on clients for photography um, because I needed to, to make money for my family. And so, yeah, that was another example of life getting in the way. Sometimes you've got to do things outside of just making music or, you know, focusing on your music business. And there's no shame in that. If you got people to take care of that rely on you, 
it would be more shameful to just ignore their needs and say, oh, no, I'm just going to pursue this music. Whatever happens to you guys happens. That's how so many people uh, break up. You know, that's what happened. <laughs> that's that's what happened on Coco. Uh, you know, the, the the grandpa left the grandma for music or so she thought. And, you know, the rest of the family hated music forever. <laughs> but that's a funny example. But anyway, so that that's what that's what can happen. And I decided, no, I want to take care of my family. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get it. I'll start Ubering. I was driving for Uber. I was doing photography, whatever I could do. But then I got another job and it was cool. But the new job that I got was even more stressful than the old job that 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 I had left. And so I'd been working and working and working, but it just made it a lot more difficult to focus on KDMR music because when I got home, I just didn't want to do anything. And that happens sometimes. Um, And we'll fast forward a little bit to April, April of 2017. Um, My wife and I found out that we were pregnant. We were having a child. And a few days later, we found out that she had miscarried and so I mean you know within a week we found out we were having a child and then found out we had lost that child and that was just kind of like the final blow that just really took me out um and I just did not want to be on camera anymore at that point um because that I'd actually started going consistently on YouTube it was every single week for a little while until that happened and just emotionally I couldn't take it Well, I thought that'd be the final straw. Um, But about three weeks after that, I lost my job again. And then three weeks after that, my grandfather uh, was hospitalized after having a stroke. And he made it out of the hospital, but he never really made it. You know, six months later, he passed away. And so that was 2017, October 2017. But just everything that happened in the year 2017 just made me like, I don't know, it was just really difficult to go through. And if you guys, I don't know how many of you guys have been here since day one, but you'll see that there's a pretty big gap from the beginning of 2017 all the way up until July of, yeah, July of 2018. That's when we started this podcast. And... But prior to that, I just wasn't doing much. I wasn't motivated. I just, it just wasn't working for me. Um, I was still passionate about the music business, but I just was not passionate about trying to grow a company and spending so much time away from my family and, you know, everything that comes with that. Uh, For me, a big part of my business is, you know, coaching and consulting. And so if I'm working a full-time job, that means a lot of my coaching and consulting would happen in evenings or on weekends. Um, Even with the podcast, a lot of my podcast interviews are scheduled on Saturdays. So it's like those are the days where my family is available. There's no school. My wife doesn't have to work. Right. So those are the days they're expecting me. And, you know, a lot of times I'm not available for them because, you know, I'm really just trying to grow this company and provide value for you guys as well. Um, But yeah, in 2017, I just was not feeling it at all. And so I didn't. I just kind of let everything go silent until 2018 when I really decided, okay, 
let, let's get back into it. I'm feeling better. I've been able to spend time with my family. I was really glad that I took that time off in 2017 because from the time my grandfather was hospitalized in May until he passed in October, I was in the hospital almost every day. Um, you know, I decided not to pursue a full-time job. I would just kind of do photography gigs every now and then to keep the lights on and everything. But I mean, we cut back our budget and, you know, we, I was able to spend that full six months with my grandfather, just, um, you know, making sure he was comfortable, you know, figuring out what types of care and treatment plans there were, and then ultimately helping, you know, with the transition and everything after he passed. And that was a really difficult time. And I had to, I was really pouring a lot out of myself. And so I had to kind of regroup. I couldn't just, you know, once he passed, I couldn't just get back into things because life wasn't the same. And sometimes you've got to adjust to life in that way. And so I say all that to say, it's okay to take breaks. I took a break. I took a very long break. Um, but, you know, once I decided to get back on the road, you know, so to speak, get back on the horse, it's been nonstop since then. Um, you guys have seen a YouTube video every week for a year. You guys have listened to a podcast episode every week for a year. Um, and the growth has happened a lot because of that consistency. Um, you know, some videos do really, really well on YouTube. I've got a video about iTunes that just did like 12,000 views. Some videos only get like dozens or even a couple of hundred views. But with YouTube, they reward consistency. Um, and so a lot of the success of my business since last year, this time has been because of that consistency, but it's okay to not feel like you can be consistent. You know, the strategies I teach are direct to fan strategies and they often seem a lot more difficult than, you know, what we may see artists doing in the mainstream. It may seem like artists aren't doing as much work as you're having to do. But that's not the case. They just have more people to help them. So it's the same amount of work being done. They just may not be the ones personally doing it all the time. But unfortunately, as an independent artist, you're the only one to blame for your lack of success. You're the only one responsible for your success for a pretty long time until you've got some people that are willing to help you out or you can afford to hire people to help you out. Um... But yeah, because there's so much to do, it's just, it's imperative that you are strong enough mentally to handle it. And sometimes being strong enough means taking breaks so that you can come back recharged and refreshed. And so I just want to let you guys know, I mean, yes, there were consequences for me taking that break for a year. There are other companies, other people who have popped up in the space doing things that, you know, I envisioned doing. But they executed them before I did. And I don't know them. I, I'm not going to lie and act like they, they stole ideas or anything. The reality is the music industry was wide open. There is a lot of space and opportunity for people who actually know what they're doing and care about artists to, you know, create sustainable businesses around them. Um, so I don't I don't hold any bitterness toward those companies. But I do acknowledge that. Had I been consistent from the time this started three years ago, the company would be in a very, very different place. Um, and that's just one of those realities. But if, even if the company had been in a very different place, 
my mind would have been different. I would have been a different person. I may have lost my family. I may have lost people I really care about. And, you know, music business success is not worth that for me. So I wanted you guys just to think about, you know, what are the costs for you? What's the cost that's just too high? What's the one thing you do not want to give up in order to have a successful music career? And once you decide what that one thing is, stand true on that. For me, that thing is my family. Uh, This business will never cost me my family. Uh, You know, it may cost me some money. It may cost me sleep. It may cost me fame or traditional levels of success. But for me, as long as I'm making enough money to take care of my family, to, you know, set money aside for a rainy day, and I'm actually affecting the lives of artists and other music professionals, I'm happy with how the company's doing. So that's where I am with it. Um, But I wanted to talk to you guys because I know a lot of times we feel like our life gets in the way of our music. And that shouldn't be the case. Our life is more important than our music. Yes, a lot of us, you know, we're artists. We love to create. We love the reaction when someone enjoys our music or they're changed by it. Um, But this idea that you've got to just run, 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 run and go and go and do and do until you're successful is really dangerous. And it can cost you a lot in the process. And so I just wanted to let you guys know it's okay to take a step back for your real life to occur. Um, But with some of the strategies that I'm teaching you, it'll be a lot easier to come back. Or maybe it'll be easier for you to step back, but keep your fans engaged and keep them in the loop of what's going on so they can support you. Uh, We could talk about alternative ways of funding. There's so many different things that you can do to take us to have room to take a step back. You can build your music business in a way that it supports your life and doesn't take away from it. For example, I don't go to a lot of live shows because they're late at night and a lot of times I'd have to travel to go to them. So that's not how I scout talent. Instead, I went the YouTube route and I make videos on things that people are searching for so that they find me. You know, that's just one example of how my business is strategically set up to be optimized around my life. And so, you know, if you guys have questions about how you can set your music business up to work around your life and your schedule, let me know. Uh, My email address is info at kdmrmusic.com or you can hit me up on social media at kdmrmusic. I would love to hear from you guys and, you know, hear about what your struggles are. Um, But other than that, I'm going to go ahead and let this be the episode for today. I'm really enjoying talking to you guys on this intimate setting. Um, I know we got to get back to the interviews soon, but uh, if you like these episodes, let me know. Maybe I'll keep them going as a as a sort of a bonus once we do get back to the interviews. Um, But that's enough of me rambling. I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.